You are now listening to the Purpose Edits Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweet to be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game that's necessary and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Settings Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. Purpose Addicts, what's up? Another week. Shane, homie, what's up, man? Cooling, cooling, cooling. What's going on with you? Man, that's a good day. It's a good day, good evening, man. It feels like, I don't know about you, but it feels like we haven't talked in a minute. Man, it feels like forever, bro. Like Did I we was, skip I was, a couple of weeks? It's, well, we skipped more than a couple. It feel like, it feel like a month almost that. I mean, last weekend was Christian's birthday party. The week before that, I was in Atlanta for a graduation party it's been at least two weeks but it feels longer yeah how was the birthday party it was dope we did it at um the trampoline park yeah so we um had uh some good you know good 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 crowd came up my mom was down her mom was down all my cousins came down and we came back to the crib it was good man he enjoyed it which is the most important thing i saw the shirts that y'all did yeah 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 i was up before getting those together um it was dope that's what's up, man. Nephew, nephew getting older. I know, man. Very quickly. Like, very quickly. Time go? What's that? I said, like, where did the time go? Yeah, bro. Uh, this time is um moving. It's, it's like moving. <laughs> you know what's funny? I still, as your uh, picture in my phone, when you pop up, is a picture when he was an arm baby. It was you, mm. Cheryl, and him. You holding him in the arm, right? And then I think about, man, he's... Nah, yeah. he's not that size anymore. Like, like in my to start mind. kindergarten in August, man. It's crazy. That's crazy. Crazy, man. Kindergarten? Kindergarten. All right. So he goes into school. You know, nephew, uh, Nelsia's oldest, just graduated high school. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like... You remember, you remember when he was born? We was in the he club when he was school. born. We, man, you weren't <laughs> supposed to tell that part of the story. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Vic wasn't always yeah. saved. <laughs> You're right. Not all of my life. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. That's all right. There's more to the story. We won't share that. We'll save we'll that for share that one. Let, look, let's, let's bring in our guests. Uh, we are super excited uh, to kick off this month with a very dope guest, as all our guests are. But in the month of June, when Father's Day is most important, we are talking to somebody whose sole purpose in life is centered around fatherhood. Now, let me tell you a little bit about him. So Tillman Givens is the father of two beautiful children. And I, if you follow him on social media, you'll see him all the time posting about his kids, interacting with his kids, and what he's teaching his kids at a very young age is so dope. He himself is an entrepreneur, an empowerment coach, a motivational speaker, and he spent most of his professional career in sales and marketing. He now serves as a business strategist for multiple companies, uh, mostly within the e-commerce industry. And now he is the owner and founder of his newest business, Phenomenal Fatherhood. Let's welcome 
Tillman Givens the third. TG3, if you know him. What's up, man? How you doing, Tillman? Man, thank you for having me, man. I'm about ready to go like do some push-ups after reading that bio. You know what I'm saying? I'm about, to, I'm about to record that. I'm about to record it. Put it as my alarm clock in the morning. <laughs> That's dope. That's how you wake up every morning. Yes, sir. Man, good to see you, man. Good to see your face, hear your voice, man. How's life been? It's been great, man. It's been phenomenal. Like you know, every day's just been. Um, just a walk, you know, every single day. I want to say back in like December of like 2020, I was going through a lot back then. And uh, it kind of leads like right into what, what we're talking about. But at one point, like at the beginning of, of, of 2020, I was like being a single dad, taking care of my kids, paying child support at the same time, as well as trying to fight for custody at the same time, plus running a business and doing all those things at once. And then Eventually, I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to roll my cares over to the Lord. And ever since then, I've just been t- putting one foot in front of the other. And it's yeah. been a way better way to go about life. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes I like, uh, I would say the, the biggest thing I struggle with nowadays is like resting when I actually need to rest. Because yeah. sometimes, you you know, you have, you have, you feel like you have so much stuff you have to do. Yeah. And, uh, but it's also good to rest because at, at some point you get diminishing returns. So yeah, but all in sure. all, it's good. That's for sure, man. That's what's up. Well, welcome to the show, man. We're going to jump right in our first segment like we always do, which is what blew your mind. Shane, tell us, it's been a while. What blew your mind? Um, so I, I think I said this again, but it's just a different phrase. People are going, people, man. Uh, this week and last week, I've had people literally make some stuff up just to make me look bad. Like, I mean, just literally, I mean, they might as well had said I was six, five, bro. That's how, I mean, it was, it was just ridiculous. So I say that to say like, you can't control what a person says. You can't control what a person does. You can't control what a person Mm -hmm. thinks. But you can control how you respond. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's just the uh, people are going to people, bro. And um, yeah. you you know, I, the the older I get, the more I realize that happiness is a choice. Like like when you said prioritizing rest, diminishing returns. Like we could run around all day, but at some point in time, we're gonna break down if we don't decide what's important and we don't prioritize rest and a peace of mind. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, you can't control anything else around you, but how you react to it, man. That's it. You know, what's funny, my daughter and I, we were just talking. So Saturday, once a month, she asked me to coach her. So we sit down one-on-one and I'm coaching her towards her goals. And we started talking about self-awareness, other awareness and situational awareness and how that all impacts our ability to progress and move forward. And I told her within all of that is conflict. In all of that is conflict and you have to figure out what your response is to all of the conflict that's going to pop up in those different situations to impact your outcome. And what she said was, you know, early on in life, now my daughter's 20, about to be 21. She said early on in life, she felt like there was nothing she could do to change her outcomes. Right. Kind of like that victim mentality. And what she'll tell you is it's a fixed mentality. Mm-hmm. she said now what she realizes i got more control 
over my outcomes. And it's all based on like what you said, your response yeah. to all of that stuff happening. And it's so crazy how people come into that. You know, Tillman, you, you got young babies. How do you help them to not be victims and to understand that they have choices at even such a young age? I think that it, it really starts with like little things, man. Like even something as simple as like putting your shoes back where they go as soon as you get home or putting them back decently in an order. And, you know, as parents, a lot of times we say stuff like over and over and over and over and over. And it feels like it's not hitting home until like one day you're doing something completely unrelated. You know what I mean? And then they'll come back and say like, yeah. Oh dad, I'm going to do this decently in an order. And I'm like, there it is. <laughs> That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's yeah. hitting so I think that, like, you know, with, with, with mine, since they are so little, like, and then also just because they're young, like, I always get their involvement. You know, like, they'll say, hey, you know, instead of me just automatically telling them what to do, like, they might ask me a question and I might ask them the same exact question back. And I'll say, what do you think we should do? You know, what would you do in this situation? So that way they can start thinking for themselves and start saying, like, oh, okay, well, this is what the situation is. Let me go to dad and see what needs to be done. But then if I ask them, what do you think needs, needs to be done? Then it allows them to open up their mind to say like, okay, now I can start thinking for myself to start being able to come up with solutions on my own, you know? And then I have to double back after they come with that solution and be okay with it and be like, Hey, look, you chose that. That was a good one. I'm glad you did that. That was a good decision. And then I praise them for it because then that reinforces yeah. that as well. That's dope, man. That's dope. We are all fathers. And so we're going to jump right into this thing, man. You got a dope movement going. Yeah. And I call it a movement for a reason. Uh, but I'm going to let you explain to the people. So two questions for you. One, what is phenomenal fatherhood and why you, why now? Mm. I love, man, I, I love this question. So uh, Phenomenal Fatherhood is a community where, you know, we can empower, equip, and help men be the best that they can be, be the best fathers that they can be for their children. And it's broken down into three components, the mindset, the mission, the movement. So the mindset to be a phenomenal father is all about, like, the spark of any great achievement is desire. You can't even go and make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without first desiring it. If you want to go out here and be a great basketball player, you can go hire a business coach and that's your desire. If you want to go be lose 30 pounds, you can go hire a personal trainer if that's your desire. But for the guys that do want to be great fathers at a young age or even want to be a great father in general at an older age like I was, then where are you being supported at on that goal? Where do you go? So the mindset, you have to make up in your mind first that, you know what, I want to be involved in my children's life. I know this is important to them. This is important to me. And it's a non-negotiable. That starts with number one. So just like Kobe has the Mamba mentality, I have phenomenal fatherhood. Number two is the mission. You know, uh, as men, we're just mission oriented. We're mission driven. So my mission every single day is to wake up and be a phenomenal father. So it's being able to share that mission with other men, too. And to be able to have like an iron sharpers iron atmosphere where we can all make each other better. 
a lot of times as guys, the only time we really get fatherhood advice is like if I'm at the barbecue, you at the barbecue, I'm telling you about a diaper rash. You like, oh man, I went to Walgreens last week and I got this. Woo, 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 you should use that. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. I'm going to go get that. But what if there was another father in London who actually had another great idea? What if there was a father in Africa who said, hey, you know, you can actually mix these two essential oils together. You wouldn't even have to go to Walmart. What if there was another mm-hmm. father in China and we could create this Iron Sharpers, Irish community? Because I think that our forefathers didn't have the opportunity and the technology that we have today. But imagine all that knowledge and wisdom that I have, that both of you all have if we can consistently share this information and put it into this online archive that I've created, then the next generation of fathers, imagine how much more prepared they will be. Ooh. Ooh. That's what it's really about. It's about changing the next gen for generations to come. And I realized along my journey as a single father that nobody's really pouring into these fathers and that's the head of every household. So as you continue to improve the head of every household, you improve the family. If you improve the family, you improve the community. If you improve the community, you improve the country. If you improve the country, you improve the world. So it starts with the head of the household. So with the, uh, and then the last thing is the movement, you know, like each one teach one. So, you know, by us coming together as phenomenal fathers and sharing different things, even something as simple as like my son recently, like maybe like two years ago, actually, he was a little bit younger. So I was, he, I was like cooking in the kitchen and then, you know, I was trying to let them help me. And then I had a, some cayenne pepper, but it was in a glass jar. So when it hit the, when he put it down on the, on the marble, it cracked. And then he rubbed his eye. He got cayenne pepper in his eye. Mm. Well, luckily, you know, me being from Louisiana, I knew that putting whole milk in his eye would make that go away. But I also didn't have whole milk. I had almond milk because we don't drink milk. So I had to run next door, knock on the door. Luckily, the lady had just a half of a 16-ounce bottle of whole milk. And once I explained the situation, she graciously gave it to me. I ran next door, put it in a little shot glass, held him down, put it in his eye. And he was back jumping off the couches, like, in, like, you know, five to seven minutes after that. But even something as small as that. You know what I mean? And then eventually I wanted to be somewhere where, you know, as fathers, we want to provide, we want to protect and being able to protect your kids is a big thing. Two weeks ago, I had a scare where I thought my daughter got a peppermint stuck in her throat. You know, thank God I live in 2022 and I can just look up stuff on my phone and just pretty much get the solution to any answer that I have. But I mean, I'm still, I still need a platform to be able to share that success, share those failures. So that way the next generation of fathers and current fathers can all benefit from all these experiences and things that, that we're learning on a daily basis. So wow. that's, that's the, that's the main thing as well as like everything else outside of that, like legal pressure, financial pressure, societal pressure, all these different pressures that we have being able to navigate a dad and nobody's helping us. And mm. yes, they will tell you that it is your number one job. Yeah. All people you go to, they'll go tell you that you being a dad and you being a parent, your number one job. Yet, Where are you being supported on it? Where are you being empowered on it? And where are you being equipped for this journey that you say is my number one job? Yeah. Yeah. You said a mouthful there. And just I part kinda, of my I brain. Go in like, no, <laughs> no, that's fine. But part of my brain, why, why milk in the eye as opposed to water? 
the water it's, it's it's something about the milk like it's something about like some, something that's in the milk i forgot what the actual scientific term of it is but water will just wash it it'll just like put water in it and then like the the burn of the cayenne comes right mm-hmm. back but something about the milk kind of like when you eat something really spicy spicy you drink milk yeah. what you put mm-hmm. in that's that's amazing but yeah everything you said was amazing but that just kind of stuck with me like what the heck milk in the eye okay um yeah that's phenomenal and you you are 100% right um and and not to get too like kevin samuels on it there's a lot of stuff about manhood and fatherhood that we're kind of on the hook for that we just um we're not prepared or you would just never know until you go through it um what you 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 mentioned that you you kind of being a good father was something that was important to you where did that start like i could say like me and my dad um my father was present but we never really had a relationship until I got older. So for me, having my boy and having a relationship and being super, super present was the highest of priorities for me. So what, in your experience, triggered you to this is where, what, and who I have to be? I think, you know, I was blessed to have that model, you know? Uh Um, So it kind of goes back to what Vic said about why you, you know, it's like, uh, why you and why now? It's that, you know, I was blessed to have that model as, as my dad. He was a phenomenal father. He was present, you know, and uh, as I got older, I realized like how lucky I am to have that, you know what I mean? And how great that is for me to have. So at an early age, I would even say like, I don't know, as early as I can remember is like high school, whenever people be talking about like what they want, like how they want their life to be when they get older and this and this and that, you know, I already had it in my mind that I wanted to be a great father. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know I was going to have to fight for custody. I didn't know I was going to have to go through child support. I didn't know anything about the legal system. So that's a whole nother curveball that a lot of guys aren't um, really prepared for like myself. And then to your point, here's the funny thing about it. Even though we're not being prepared anywhere for this, everybody's still looking at us as the leader. Absolutely. And holding us accountable. Like everybody's holding us accountable for something that we not even be prepared for. for. Yeah. Didn't even have clear expectations. You go to a job and they sit down and say, Hey, look, man, these are your job requirements. Yeah. How we need you to be here. Yeah. This is what we expect of you. And this is what we're going to pay you for doing this job. But when you become a dad, you get this list of requirements and they, they just keep on adding to the list. And we sometimes we don't even know what the list is. Saying nope. Now, in, in all fairness, Tillman, when we uh, did what we did to make ourselves fathers, we weren't worried about the checklist at that time. <laughs> and we knew we knew that there was no pay that was going to be coming with, <laughs> with that. So <laughs> in all fairness, didn't we, didn't we bring this on ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I could, I could definitely, definitely expect that. Cause, man. So I, ju- I just said, you know, I was like, but, hey, everything that I've learned and everything that, like, you know what, you know what's interesting though is that, like, people, people say, like, oh man, you know, you were lucky to have the father that you had, and I'm like, yeah, but imagine if I could take everything that he taught me and then go, uh, 
and at least go teach somebody else or create like, I mean, it's so many tools, man. Yeah. It's yeah. so many tools nowadays. So to your point, you know, we, we as fathers and especially black men, mm-hmm. a lot of us didn't have that example. Like similar to Shane's story, my dad wasn't involved in my life early on. He and I developed a relationship after I got out of college. Now, I look like him. I'm named after him, right? I know that I have some of his natural inherent tendencies. But in our relationship now, what I understand is, although the first chapter of his life, he was not the best father. He is a phenomenal father because he's given me some lessons, both good and bad, that have helped me to form what the checklist is so that when my son becomes a father, I can share with him, hey, so here's the list, at least as far as I know. Mm -hmm. After that, you got to network and you got to go get it from some other people. You got to, I can't give you experiences that I don't have, right? So when you think about you and the advice and the experiences that you have, what's What's the one piece of advice that you would consider to be the best piece of advice you got as a father? Man, honestly, for me, I would say uh, I, I, I recently that was like maybe earlier this year or towards the end of last year. I went I think my church was holding like a parenting or a family first. It was a family first conference. And one of the guys that was on the panel, this is just, I mean, it's, it's so many different lessons that I could go down. But the first one that came to mind was this one because it impacted me dramatically. But mm-hmm. this guy was on the panel. He had older children at this point. And they asked him, they asked him a question about what's one thing that he wished that he would have known, like looking back as a dad. And he said, one thing that you need to understand is that just because you want the best for your children doesn't mean they feel loved by you. Mm-hmm. And that, when I heard that, it just like, Bam, you know what I mean? Because in my mind, like, I know that I'm doing what's best for them. Like you said, I have young kids. They don't know. They don't know anything about the world besides what I tell them and what they experience. So by me giving them structure, giving them things to do, making sure that they do things decently and in order and making sure that they have these habits at an early age, even if it's something as simple as making their bed. In my mind, I'm doing something out of love. I'm doing an act of service. But that does not mean that they feel loved by me, especially as a single parent. I was just like, man. So as as a man, it's just like, I think a lot of us parent that way. Like we parent from the perspective of getting them prepared, which is awesome. But then after that, I pretty much always try to make sure at least one day a week I have just like fun that night you know what I mean where I'm just like they get to know Tillman as as a human being yeah dad yeah a lot of us also parent from the perspective of how we were parented which also doesn't work like I I don't know where y'all sit on the end of the spectrum when I was when we were growing up mom used to cut the grass mom would whoop that tail and I am now on this end of it. I, I kind of see where it's detrimental specifically for my kid. Whereas um, the whole idea of spit a rod, spoil a child, I don't necessarily, and you know, although it is Bible, I believe, I, I don't necessarily know that it, it's the way. So um, I think 
in part of that caring is understanding your situation and your child and what's a necessity yeah. for your child because these kids are different, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I share this all the time with, with people. I'm a step parent. And that dynamic of disciplining children when you're not the biological is one that people don't think about, right? Am mm -hmm. I, as a step-parent, allowed to spank the child when the child needs to be corrected, right? And my wife and I had to talk about that. And what I tell you, in disciplining children as a step-parent, what I had to learn was that every child needs something different. Although mm -hmm. spanking might have been the norm and the tradition even in my family, Mm -hmm. with my kids I had to figure something else out I had to figure out how they best learn my son is an observer he's quiet he sit back and he watch and he helped me to understand that as far as correcting him if you sit down and talk to him like this that's how he learned and retained it better than if you mm. popped him and told him now don't do it again he needed to understand the significance, the why. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of men, a lot of young boys need somebody who's patient enough to sit back and look at how do they best learn? Because that's all we're trying to do is get them to learn mm. through our experiences so that they can go out in the world and be safe and be successful. Mm. Yeah. So as we go through this, I, 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 we've learned about your movement and, and what you believe in. In your opinion, what is a phenomenal father? Yeah. You know what? Like, it's funny. It's funny you say that because when I was when I was doing the logo, um, basically, I had a lady. I had a lady that came to me, and I was thinking about the logo. I was going back and forth about a bunch of different designs. I'm gonna I'm circle back to this, and uh, she was telling me about Jacob in the Bible and about how he was wrestling with this angel, and then he wouldn't let the angel go until the angel blessed him, and then the angel hit him in the hip, and then like forever he had this like. He had this limp because of this wrestle that he had with the with the angel. So it, it it led me to being like a badge of honor. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, to me, a phenomenal father still, it's like the, the logo in and of itself, I wanted it to be a badge of honor that says somebody that goes to bat for their children every single day. Just like you were saying about your children, it's like they... You know, it looks different for every child. It looks different for every father. It looks different for every household. But again, that's why I structured the diff the three different pillars in that way. Like the mindset is first, you know, somebody who even that never had their dad, maybe their dad's dad wasn't there. Even the fact that they wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I want to change that for my family. Mm -hmm. I want to wake up and be a great father and I want to yeah. be present because I didn't have my father and I want to be that example for my generation. I can't change what was done before me. I can't change what comes after me. That's phenomenal. You mm -hmm. know how much willpower and like mental anguish it takes for you to not even have a model in something and then mm -hmm. wake up and then do that thing. Yeah. Not even knowing what it looks like. Yeah. Us as human beings are naturally like, uh creatures of habit and what we see exactly we naturally model even tony roberts talks about that a ton like oh you got to find somebody and model them so 
for people like even like in my family, like it wasn't really a big thing for like like health, you know. And I was like the one that came along and was like, oh man, you know, you got good carbs, you got bad carbs, you got healthy fats, you got good fats, you got you know this portion sizes, and then you don't want to eat past this time. You got apple cider vinegar, you got veggies. You like I was like that person that was like all about health and wellness, and they were just like whoa. And then eventually over time. You know, you started to see like, you know, they started to come and open up to it. So everybody in the family has something to bring to the table. But to me, that's what it means. You know, like somebody that wakes up and goes to the bat for their children every single day and they want the best for their children and that they're striving to be the best that they can be. Even Michael Jordan will tell you that he missed 9,000 game winning shots, but they only remember him for the ones that he made. Yeah, right. But he got up every and they still consider him the best. So he got up every single day saying that he was going to be the best. Kobe Bryant got up every single day saying that he wanted to be the best, but it was it was him daily striving to be the best is what made him the best. Yeah. That, to me, is what a phenomenal father is. Every single day you waking up saying, this is a non-negotiable for me. I'm going to do this to the best of my ability, and let's go keep on trucking forward on this mission. So, you know, us as men don't always like to talk and open up about our feelings and our struggles, but you somehow have successfully and are successfully getting a community of men to talk and support one another. How are you doing it? How are you getting this to happen? Well, to be quite candid, first of all, there's no women allowed in the community um so that's number one because certain men will peacock in the presence of women certain men will like hermit in the presence of women so that's one thing there's a lot of things that you know us as men just to be quite frank like even if you married to a woman for like 20 years sometimes by you knowing the nature of that woman you can't you got to kind of figure it out first before you even bring it to her because it's going to end up coming back on you anyway you know by the time you tell her then she's just going to be like oh man then she's going to freak out be all worried for no reason, and then be like, oh, what are we going to do? And then you like, I might as well just figure this out in the car. I'll be at the yeah. grocery store, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, so, it's, I mean, it's just kind of like understanding that. So having that community is kind of something that we've been longing for. We've always wanted that, you know? It's always something that was part of our very nature. It's just that, like, I'm just, I was just a person to have the vision to say, like, okay, how can I piece this together? You know, because it's also for myself as well. If my desire is to be a phenomenal father, check this out. They say you're the five best people you surround yourself with, but they mm-hmm. only talk about that in business and health and wealth and finances, relationships. But for some reason, they never talk about that when it comes to parenting. Why is that? Mm. But they still say this is my number one job. So your your big angle is like there's no relationship to the responsibility and what we're taught. Exactly. So it's like, you know, we basically have to come together ourselves. Yeah. Like, say, for example, like I I met a guy who was like maybe 22. He was like young kid. You know what I mean? And uh, I met him at Car Toys. I went to Car Toys and he was there. He was an entrepreneur. His mom and his dad passed away and he was taking Mm. care of his young brother. He was a single father of his only daughter. Mm. And then he was asking me a question about something. And then uh, we were just sitting there in the lobby and I was giving him all his game on like child support and like custody and like all this different stuff that he was struggling with. And I was like, man, bro, like imagine if I could just take that, 
that. Like somebody just videotaped that conversation mm-hmm. and I could take that and put it onto this membership platform where like the next kid that may be 14 right now, seven years later can come back and start watching some of this stuff like, whoa, okay. Or maybe even before they become a dad. I have a good friend of mine who's like 27 years old. And he tells me all the time, he's like, man, I watch your videos and stuff, man. Like when I get older, I want to be a, uh, I, w- I, w- I want to be a, you know, phenomenal father like you. But at the end of the day, what if like once a week, once a month, twice a month, he had like this online archive of videos that he could go to and say, oh man, let me check this out. And it was like actually entertaining and like real conversations. Yeah. So it's like, that's the thing about it is creating a community where men could really talk about what's really going on. We could talk yeah. about child support, custody, you know, all the different horror stories that you hear and like ways to navigate it. And then bringing people in, man, like I want to bring in people like, um, like people that certify like CPR, you know, just to like have the, just to have that knowledge in your back pocket. Like, man, something yeah. goes wrong. Guess what? Your woman going to be looking at you like, Oh man, what you going to do? Like baby's choking. Oh my God. Well, freaking out. You know, how do you even handle that situation? You know, everybody wants to talk about mental health and anxiety, but like, imagine how stressful that situation is for a man who has the desire to protect their family and you don't have any kind of knowledge on that. So it's like, how do we start reducing some of those? And then at the same time, I've also created a platform where Phenomenal Fatherhood is an affiliate program in and of itself. Because like he was saying earlier, I specialize in e-com. E-com is big on having an affiliate program. So some of these guys that never made a dollar online can have the ability to go share with other fathers and actually start relieving some financial pressure simply by sharing phenomenal fatherhood while becoming a phenomenal father. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another, uh, I just, I'm just throwing you a nugget. I guess you might've figured it out. You might want to do a, a, a lesson or a lecture on managing your daughter's hair. If you, I don't know if you have a daughter, but yeah. there's a lot of, you know, just hearing the term single father, that's, that's not common. <laughs> you know, it's not something you hear often. Um, I don't know many single fathers, which is interesting, but like, I can't imagine having a daughter um, and having to maintain the hair, you know? So I'm sure somebody were, uh, thinks about that. How old are your children? Six and four. My son is six and my daughter's four. Oh, so and, it's coming. Uh, Oh yeah, well, like I, 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 uh, Vic knows, like, bro, like I said, thank God for technology, bro. Because I be, on, <laughs> I, be, I be, I be on YouTube watching film, like I'm getting ready for a basketball game, bro. Like it's crazy. I be like, what, what? Like I, I brought and learned so much about hair. It's ridiculous. You got shampoo, conditioner, leave it. Yeah. Different ways to part it. Rat tail comb, this kind of comb. Like man, my man is educated. Yeah, like I'll I'll go I'll go and do her hair, but but like to your point, like that's something I'm working on. Even if you go to my Instagram right now, which is at Tillman Gibbons the number three. Yeah, I added you. I was I, when we came on. I added like my man is popping, popping. Where have I been? Yeah, like I have I have like a 16 minute video of like, hey, this is like a simple hairstyle that I do. That's my go to if I'm running late. I just do this real quick. It looks nice. It looks elegant. It looks classy. And it's simple and easy because the problem is most of the videos that I watch on YouTube are by women mm-hmm. and no disrespect, but it'd be like how to make a ponytail. Be like, oh, you got to go way down to the grocery store, go pick up all the products and then you got to get the little hair stuff. And I'm like, wait, what? It's like all these interwoven. I'm like, all you had to tell me, you could have told me that in five minutes. 
It'd be a 35 minute video, y'all, on how to do a ponytail. I'm like, man, I gotta do this from a guy's perspective. Cause we'll be like, look, brush it back, get you some conditioner, brush it back, make sure the conditioner gone, wrap it into the ponytail, hair wrap, bow, twist that bad boy up, get the little, <laughs> little rubber band, put it right here, bow, done. Five minutes. Video, video. video done. Video done. <laughs> And the other guys would be like, oh, okay, bet. That's all I had to do. All right, cool. Now I'm equipped. Now I'm equipped for this. But you know what? That's not just for the single dad. That's yeah, for dads, exactly. period. You know, and that's what's so dope. Like, like Shane, I, me and Tillman, man, we've been rocking together for a minute. It's probably almost a year now. Uh, and I guess quiet is kept. I've been, I've been keeping my guy low key because I don't want people to take him away from me, you know? But to hear what he's been doing with his kids and how he prioritizes his family is truly commendable. Like the stuff that you, the stuff that you wouldn't even think about having to deal with as a single parent, right? Mm-hmm. To hear him share his story and how he's overcoming that is the part that's been so dope as an observer of his journey because he's been resilient this whole time and he's come across some challenges as we all have, but he's mm-hmm. come across some challenges and yet and still as a single father, a black single father has found a way to still be successful and make a way for his kids. So, man, much respect to him. I, I definitely salute you and your efforts because you make it look so effortlessly. Man. I appreciate it. Hey, 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 and you know what? Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Like, when, whenever this all kind of started, it really kind of uh, started out of, like, pure pettiness because I went to a uh, gathering and my cousin's wife was like, oh, man, that's so nice that, you know, this is a long time ago when I was still married. She's like, your wife does this and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? So uh, I was like, OK, so that's the bar now. Social media is the new standard. OK, bet. I'm glad you let me know because it's about to get real. So it was out of pettiness. But then when you I started, started calling- you started this as a competition. No, back then I was like when I started posting. When oh, I started okay. posting, you know, because I, I was like, I was like, if, if you go back and look at my social, I was like quiet for like five years, like four years. I was just like doing my thing, you know. I'd be like, when I had a football baby, I'd be over here feeding the bottle three o'clock in the morning, sanitizing bottles. Ooh, I wasn't making no content back then, none, and, you know. And there was so many times I was. Going to sleep, 4 o'clock, waking back up at 8, going to a construction site, bro. Then working all day, coming back, taking care of my kids, changing diapers, changing blowouts. Bro, it's so many different things. I could, so many different stages I could look back, but I wasn't making no content. But what happened was when I started posting more and more and more, what I didn't expect was all the DMs and the messages I got from other guys that said, like, oh, man, you're, you're an inspiration to me as a dad. And I'm like, wow, okay. So then it became like an inspiration and an empowerment thing. And then um, you slid right into your purpose. Ain't that something? Yeah, exactly. By putting it out there and, and, and just sharing, being open with your experience and being open with your experience. You just boom. Wow. Exactly. So like when I, uh, when I got done with the custody and the child support, I was just really praying. I was like, man, how can I, I was like, man, you know, I'm being successful at this. I'm being successful at that, but I don't really feel fulfilled. And the next morning I woke up and God gave me the whole vision. Like I already seen like the whole thing. Like when they say begin with the end in mind, 
So that's why I know as I'm going along this journey, I know when it don't look or feel right. I could just be like, I know what the picture is supposed to look like. So I've seen the whole thing and I've just been taking one, one, one foot in front of the other. And a lot of people, you know, they wasn't blessed to have a father like mine. So that's a great opportunity for me to pass that on. And I'm going to tell you the other thing, too. When Kobe Bryant passed away, man, that really moved me because I was like, by me living now in 2022 and I've been able to see what his ideology of the Mamba mentality has done to people globally. Yeah. Just because he's like, okay, this is what my Mamba mentality is. These are my five pillars. And this is, and this is how I operate. People take on that ideology and to my, and my thought was like, what if they could take on this ideology of phenomenal fatherhood? You know what I mean? And also to your point, Vic, like I wanted, I just wanted to be that example. I just wanted to, I just wanted people to be like, you know what? There's this one guy who's a single dad in Houston, Texas, who's a successful entrepreneur, single father, black man. Maybe, just maybe, I can have a little bit of hope to get up and go to work. Maybe I can have some hope to get up and still take care of my kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's a, that's a narrative that's just not being told. It's not being told. Yeah. If anything, it's stifled. Yeah. So You're absolutely right. I wanted to do everything I could, whether it's on my social or somebody I meet at the grocery store. I just wanted to do everything I could for as long as I live to just show other people that it exists. I definitely don't do everything perfect. I mean, I still, I'm still learning along the way. And that's why I said that, like, even Kobe Bryant or Mark Cuban or anybody that's great, they still make mistakes. But it's the fact that they wake up with the intention of being great and phenomenal yeah. every single day and take actions to actually achieve that on a daily basis, which is a key part. I know some people that have the desire that don't take action to achieve their desire. We all know people like that. So yeah. Um every day. story. And um it just kind of all ties together. We were talking about circles earlier. We were talking about desires. You mentioned Kobe Bryant. Um, he had a personal trainer who also trained Michael Jordan. Tim Grover. Yeah. Tim, thank you. Tim who? Tim Grover. Tim Grover. And he was saying his story, and you just talk about desire. Tim Grover was saying the story that like he started training Kobe when his daughters made it to high school, but Kobe wanted him to live in LA. He lived in Chicago, Mm -hmm. wanted him to live in LA to train him. So what he would do is he would go out to LA, but literally fly back to Chicago for his daughter's volleyball games, get back on the plane and go back to Los Angeles. Like literally that was like a part of his lifestyle. And um, he was telling this story about like one day the daughter came and said, uh, if I stop, if I did something, would you stop working so hard? Mm. So somehow she attached his work ethic to something she was doing and I think he told the daughter, no, I got to work hard, but it's, it's just about that desire, but also finding that time to be committed to your child and just that commitment to fatherhood um, that just gets lost in the sauce. So this is, I don't know, just, I don't know why that story just came to me. It just all kind of came full circle, just hearing your story and you talking about Kobe and desire. And, you know, it's kind of ironic that somebody, that dedicated to f- themselves is also training Kobe Bryant. 
who we know is all about the mama mentality. So you talk about the five closest people. This guy's trainer right. is as obsessed as him. Right. What are we exactly. doing? Right. What are we doing? Right. Yeah, he has he has a really good book called Relentless, but also too like yeah, the new one. Yes, I've got to catch that one. He's got a new one. Um, the other one coming out called Winners Win or the Mentality of a Winner or something. Yeah, and then also too like you know, no, I I me personally, I didn't know how great of a father Kobe Bryant was until I watched his memorial service. Till it was too late, and I was Till like, and, yeah. And, that, that, that's part of what I want to do with my podcast is like getting these stories out there. I know that there's other phenomenal fathers out there like yourselves, like myself, that other younger kids could go up and can grow up and say, oh, man, you know what? I didn't have my dad in my life, but that doesn't mean I can't be a great dad. Mm-hmm. Like hope at a basic human level is so important to achievement. Yep. Like yeah. just the fact that you even think that it might be possible. That is possible. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's like us getting these stories out there, like, yo, there's a there's a young black guy in Orlando. He never had his dad, but he's still a phenomenal father. You know, yeah. such and such left. He tell this is guy Tillman in Houston, he won custody, like he had to do all this stuff, but he's still a phenomenal father. Like, man. Well, Tillman, let's do this, man. You we can't thank you enough for sharing just part of your journey. I know obviously a little bit more than, than others, but I'm going to encourage them to lean into you and learn a little bit more about your story and your journey and why phenomenal fatherhood is absolutely your purpose. But we're at the footwork segment, man. Tell people how they can connect with you, how they can be a part of the phenomenal fatherhood community. Yeah. So uh, I'm so excited to announce that we're going to be doing the full launch of the membership site on father's day this year. Uh, I actually have a huge event that's going to be out here in Texas. So if you're anywhere near Longview, Texas, you can come meet me in person. If you're a father, we're going to have a VIP te- a VIP section for you with steak and potatoes. It's like a whole uh, step show event. A lot of people don't know I was on the step team for like five years. So I'd be like <laughs> <laughs> getting crazy, just all that stuff all day long. But uh, uh, that was the website. Uh, phenomenalfatherhood.com is where you can tap in with the pre-launch list. You're going to want to be on that pre-launch list or else you're going to miss out on some things that I have planned for people that are specific to that pre-launch list because those are the people that supported me along my journey from the beginning before I even launched. So that's at phenomenalfatherhood.com. It's literally free. Just put in your email address, go in there, tap in with that. You're going to be doing yourself a disservice if you don't. And we got the merchandise now. I just I just got the store, baby. Like I'm live about the store. I'll be over here like <laughs> you know what I mean? I had to go through so much different merchandise, but that's at phenomenalfatherhoodshop.com. So uh be willing to check that out. And then the actual membership platform is still being built out, which after launch, it'll be at phenomenalfatherhood.com. So we got a lot of big things going on, man. And it's really, really important for me to say this. I also want Phenomenal Fatherhood to be a place where we can recognize and celebrate those great fathers and phenomenal fathers that are out there. So it's going to be a program where our people will be able to earn money, relieve financial pressure from the uh, Phenomenal Fatherhood program themselves, get education, get tools, get support, get community and as well as the giveaways, you know what I mean? Like, like one thing I learned about 
about being a father is that what gets celebrated gets repeated. So mm. a lot of times, you know, these guys are out here going every single day. It's so funny. I recently found something the other day. It's like a service out here where you just put your laundry in a bag and these people come to your door and they pick it up. up. Yep. So wash it, dry it, fold it, bring it back and <laughs> drop it off in these neatly like baskets. I'm gonna tell you right now, somebody did that for me, I might marry them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Cause I'll be up here like, bro, this laundry just never stops. Like I, li- I literally be telling myself, like I need my income to be as residual as my children's laundry. So. <laughs> you said something did Absolutely. Right, right. Yeah, look, uh, so I, I definitely wanna, uh, I definitely wanna let people know, like, you know, it's gonna be, it's, it's a movement, you know, 20 years from now, like, I don't really see people out here just celebrating fathers like that, celebrating fatherhood. And, you know, it's really cool, man, because, you know, you see a young kid that, you know, I don't know about y'all, but when I was younger, I saw Hakeem Olajuwon, but we had like a TV, you had to like walk up to it and turn the little knob on it like yeah. that. And it'd be like, <laughs> you had to smack it a couple of times and all that, man. So it's like, at that time, you know, I wanted to be a basketball player and an entrepreneur. I didn't I didn't know about guys like LeBron James and D-Wade. Who, LeBron just became a billionaire, so they say, according to Forbes. But it's like nowadays you can follow these guys and see their training regimen, what they eat, and yeah. you know what they're doing for business and all this stuff. But it's like you the reason why I say that is because when you see somebody like that get a, like, $44 million contract, it excites a young kid to go out there and train harder because you see the reward on the back end. Well, it's the same thing about fatherhood. You know, a lot of people don't even talk about the joys of fatherhood and like being recognized for it. So there's so many yeah. wonderful things that come from being a father that you people don't even really talk about. So we want to highlight that as well. So that way some young kids could be like, man, you know what, when I become a dad, you know, I want to, I want to be, I want to be a dad like that. Or like, you know, uh, or let me start working on some of these habits before right. I become a dad. Because right. <laughs> they definitely going to get exposed when you do. Yeah, that's for sure. That's what's so, up, man. Tillman, man, we appreciate you. Shane, footwork, what's going on in your world? A little bit jammed up, man. I got uh, some things I'm working on I can't really talk about out until it's finalized um yesterday i presented at the uh, association for popular music education conference and it was the craziest thing because like the jay-z of student-centered music education was in my session and was like like just impressed with the work so it's just always good to feel um it's always good to be appreciated by your peers, especially somebody of that magnitude and come to find out there was a couple of people in the session that he told to come to the session. Like he was like, yo, this guy. So um, that's wow. that man. So just, just knock that out. Uh, we, we need deep back again in basketball, summer basketball games. So got nine games this week. Um, there is different when you walk in this coach of the year, huh? This week you got nine games. Yeah, nine games. So is 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 cyclical, boys. Right back to it, and then um also check us out on Spotify, 
Apple Music, anywhere where you stream music, Vic and I have a track, which I've been tagging at the end of the episode, called Purpose. So if you ever need a little motivation just to listen to, add to your playlist, it is there. The name of the track is Purpose, and the artist is Purpose Addicts. So go stream it, forward it to somebody, and um, yeah, that's that's all I got. What you got? Uh, Still growing the business as a speaker, man. I got recently, last minute, called up to Cincinnati to do a a conference for a tech group on diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, within leadership. So uh, that arm is one that uh, many people don't know that I I, I really strengthened that muscle in talking about why it's important to prioritize diversity in the workplace and more importantly, what people, what teams, what organizations can do to create a more inclusive workplace. As we know, everybody thinks that it's important uh, to be diverse, but how many people know how to actually implement it? Attain so, it yeah. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited what God is doing for us, man. And we haven't given this update in a while, but the house is about 50% done. Oh, wow. Yo, I heard something crazy, and this could be another what blew your mind. Um, in a place where everybody's an expert, we really got to realize nobody don't know shit, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like I read something today and my mind went straight to you. As you said, house, somebody was online talking about, I'm going to tell you this for the last time. Do not buy a house until 2024 because the housing costs, the cost of housing is about to drop almost 40%. So a house that you would have spent such and such for in two years would be such, such and such. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh crap, well, I got my joint already. Am I going to lose money on my joint, which I don't plan on selling or nothing, long-term investment. Then I go to the camels and everybody's roasting them. And then it just hit me. Everybody's an expert and none of us really know nothing. Like we don't know anything. Like, you know, what's about to happen to you in the next hour. No. (laughs) So, yeah, man. So just in a room full of experts, none of us really know nothing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, people, as always, we appreciate you for rocking with us. But if you haven't learned anything else and tuning into this show is that we don't know nothing. We don't know nothing, yo. (laughs) Keep coming back here to learn something. That's all we want. As always, we're going to end the show with a quote. I found this one. And it is absolutely in line with what it means to be a phenomenal fatherhood. It talks about the C's in life. Choice, chance, change. You must make the choice to take the chance if you want anything in life to change. Three C's in life. You got to make a decision. And that decision is probably going to be risky. But if you want anything in your life to change, you got to make that choice first. As always, Purpose Addicts, we appreciate you for rocking with us. Tillman, give us the third, TG3. As always, Phenomenal Fatherhood, thank you for joining us on the show. If you haven't already, follow Tillman, follow the show, share this with three people who might share it with a police officer. If you don't know what that means, go back and watch Police Fragility. It's a great episode. As always, live life on purpose. We out. And I think a lot of times everybody's not going to understand your vision, your walk, your purpose, your desires, your dreams, your goals. And they don't have to, because I'm going to tell you a secret. Everybody ready? It's yours. It don't belong to them. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't their teeth to brush. 
ain't they on puts to put the order in on it's yours this message is for anyone who is not answering the calling on their life i want you to take note of something that one thing that one talent that one gift you have that idea that could give birth to a solution that possibly brings harmony to the world will never get the chance to breathe life if you continue to let fear kidnap you from your future. That's right, I said, if you continue to let fear kidnap you from your future. Too many times we settle for good things when we can have God things. And purpose is a God-given gift. Not everybody fulfills their purpose. Not everybody discovers it. Not everybody walks in it. But if you're willing to give up the good things, to give right, to God's things, we back again for another shit out of side moment. This one comes directly from me. You're not gonna believe this. Failure is a part of success. I heard that somewhere. I didn't mean to drive. Failure is a part of I pull around to the window. Looking in the window, I can see that there's a large gentleman walking this way. And he's got on a post.